Hey everyone, I'm your host and soul sister, Gretchen North. I'm a veteran health and wellness professional turned life coach. Sticky Situation is about getting unstuck so that we can get on living the lives we are meant to live. We'll share stories and advice, hear from experts, and even do some guest coaching to be reminded of living today with more awareness and inspiration, all in the spirit of creating a more fulfilling tomorrow. To get in touch, find me at gonorthcoaching.com. Let's get going. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me again. It's springtime. Maybe you're thinking about decluttering, spring cleaning, freshening your perspective, getting organized. Everywhere we look, we're encouraged to take advantage of the season and renew our lives in some way. And I thought I would share a little story that had me thinking about this topic. First, let me share this disclaimer. I haven't read anything or watched anything or heard anything firsthand from Marie Kondo. And I also don't have every area of my home entirely organized. I'm kind of an oxymoron in and of myself in this way. So my spices are all organized alphabetically, but maybe my desktop is a little messy, or perhaps my car gets unruly and my clothes in my closet are color coordinated. (laughs) So I don't really make a lot of sense in how I prioritize staying organized, and I don't claim to be 100% perfect in this area. Right now, my desk has stacks all around me. And about once a week, I need to make it a priority to clean and put everything back away. One time, somebody told me that a messy desk is a sign of someone who thinks outside of the box. And I think that I kind of decided that I would have pride in that and (laughs) not feel too stressed about keeping my desk perfectly organized. But I like when it's clean and I definitely can think more clearly when it's clean. So my mother has been talking about moving out of the home that I grew up in for a while now. And recently she felt more inspired to move in the direction of moving And I offered to come and help clean out the house, or at least to get started. I was fortunate enough to have my dear auntie, who's only eight years older than me, help me um, by meeting up at my mother's house and spending a couple of days to go through things. What ended up happening was the two of us worked two 10-hour days. So 40 hours later, I feel pretty equipped to talk about the things that we encountered and how we handled them and some of the thoughts that came up as well as emotion when looking at all of the stuff and making decisions to part with things. Now, as a mom of two boys who, you know, were growing through sizes and through different toys and games and activities and athletics and interests, 
we've accumulated a lot of stuff over the years. And so early on, I made it a point to purge on a quarterly basis. I was the proud recipient of lots of hand-me-downs and even hand-me-ups. The same aunt I was talking about used to mail her son's clothes so that my sons could wear them. And my little sister would hand me up clothes that she was no longer wearing. I have no shame in giving a second life to things. And it actually really excites me to be able to go through clothes and equipment and our kitchen and closets on a quarterly basis and come up with donations for either Goodwill or for the vets who, by the way, will come and pick things up at your home by placing an easy phone call. I have been in the practice of purging for quite a few years, and I always feel great about minimizing the amount of stuff that we're accumulating, giving things that other people could get great use out of, and passing them along and having them not take up space, which seems to impact my mental clarity. You know, if there's too much around, it's really hard to focus and it's really easy to become overwhelmed. And I even have had clients and I'm not an organizational coach by any stretch, but I'm happy to talk to my clients about the things that are important to them. They have even said, you know, they long to live a more minimalistic life, or they want to be more organized, less messy, more clear-headed. They want to feel lighter. And getting started seems to be the biggest challenge. So I showed up at my mother's house and we started in her basement, which became the catch-all for things that didn't necessarily belong to her or to my brother or sister or I. They might have been things that her aunt left to her, or they came from her parents' house after they passed away, or other relatives who had moved on and just gave things to my mother. They weren't really ready to let go of them entirely, And thinking that they would have a home in my mom's basement might have been comforting enough. It didn't exactly feel like they were pulling the plug. But needless to say, she ended up with a lot of things that she wouldn't use, she didn't need, she didn't necessarily know who to pass on to them or have the wherewithal to pass things on. And so this is where my aunt and I started. I knew enough to have bins and trash bags and piles of what to keep, what to donate, and what to toss. And I very quickly learned that we needed a couple of other bins for things that kept showing up, but we weren't quite ready to give them a home yet. So things like pieces of jewelry, coins, letters and notes that had been written to my mother, pictures, oh my gosh, the pictures, and 
also things that belonged to other people that needed to be returned or were intended for other people and never had made their way to them. So we also labeled a number of bags with the different recipients and began the sorting process. I watched as my mother was anxious and overwhelmed and probably sad and skeptical about releasing one thing after another. And I did not want to force the issue. I didn't want her to get rid of anything that she didn't want to get rid of. But I think that the stuff had been accumulated for so long that she had no idea how to even go about beginning this process. So we just started. We just started. And it's really crazy but true that three and a half SUVs full went to Goodwill. So I would load up my car and periodically make a run to Goodwill And it was so gratifying to actually see the things leave the house. They weren't just in another corner waiting to be moved. I was able to complete that circuit. I have this thing about just touch things one time if you can. I apply it to even like unloading the dishwasher. (laughs) Like if I'm unloading the dishwasher, I'm not going to put a pile of bowls on the counter and then put them away. I'm going to touch them once and I'm going to put them in the cabinet. You get the point. So I wouldn't let us circle on things. I would kind of force making the decision about, is it a keep? Is it a donate? Is it a trash? Is it a give to somebody else? And so we were able to process literally thousands and thousands of things through our hands. <laughs> uh, in addition to the three and a half SUVs full of donations, we also filled, I mean, stuffed 12 contractor bags full of things that we just trashed. So things that were broken, you know, it's really easy to say, well, I'm going to fix that. But What's the reality? What is the worth of your time and money and effort to get something fixed? I'm not saying that everything should be trashed or donated if it's um, worth saving, but, you know, made a lot of decisions about things that, you know, or I'm going to try to sell it. Uh, Okay. Is it worth your time to take a picture put it online, wait for somebody to make a bid, box it up, print a mailing label, ship it off. You know, we had to make decisions. Yes, if something was incredibly valuable, but she had little attachment to it. Okay, you can sell that. But I was not willing to make piles of things we were going to now sell and piles of things that maybe somebody would like, if we didn't have a specific person in mind, it went into the general donations. I know that that was tough on my mom. And even after we left, I think she may have had a little bit of PTSD about what had just happened. Did she feel violated? 
I don't think so. I think she welcomed us into her home, but I think that the process was still startling for her to experience and then to look around and really appreciate the lightness that her home had, but still grappling with the fact that she had let go of so much. She had purged so much. So in my mother's super congenial fashion, she would talk to people at the grocery store. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm a little bit tired. My sister and my daughter came through town and they made me make decisions on donating things and trashing things. And I got rid of so much stuff. (laughs) She called me with that story. And then she called me a few days later after going back to the same grocery store where the same person said, I was hoping to run into you again. I told your story of letting go of so many things to my sisters because we want to help my mom move out of her house. And we had one question for you. Did you feel the need to go back and replace all of that stuff? And my mom was like, absolutely not. It feels really good to have let go and I'm doing better. And then she would call me with enthusiasm that she was able to deliver one of those bags that we had labeled with one of our other relatives of stuff. She was able to give that away. So I think she eventually got into it and that was enough to get her motivated and have confidence to go through the other areas of her house. We made it through quite a few rooms and I don't really know that there's that much more that she needs to make decisions about letting go because we certainly made a really great dent. Um, So a couple of things that we had to figure out how to handle were pictures and in particular pictures and frames. I don't care how much surface area my mother's home has, there would not be enough space to put up all of the framed pictures that she had accumulated. So we took pictures out of frames with the intention of putting them in photo albums, a project for another day. We saved all of the letters and cards that she wanted to save, and we put them in boxes. And somehow I accessed this really strict part of myself that set rules in place. We were not to read any letters. We were not to get nostalgic looking through pictures. If it was a picture, we put it in the box. So it's super easy to get distracted in these projects and instilling some expectations and some ground rules when you get started is probably a good idea to help you stay the path. And of course, hopefully you don't have a five bedroom house of 50 years of memories and maybe it's a room or maybe it's a closet or even a drawer. You know, I I hope the inspiration is striking on ways that this can be manageable for you. I think it's really funny how I have been disciplined not to accumulate a bunch of stuff and therefore I wasn't tempted to bring a whole lot of things home either. And even for me, kind of paying attention to like, what do people get attached to? What are the things that are most difficult to part with? Now, I would have to admit that I came across a file box that was full of love letters from an old boyfriend. And 
Of course, my ego was so tempted to read these letters full of love and compliments and whatever else I might find, memories. I passed that file box up three times before I was able to flip the entire thing into the trash can. I did that because once I was able to sit with it and think about the contents, I knew that nothing good would come of that. I am not with that person today, and there was no reason for me to get swept up in the memory of lost love when I'm happy in my relationship with my husband, and I didn't need that. The things that I found myself wanting to keep and to bring home with me were a very short list. Old diaries. I'm an avid journalist and I think it would be fun at some point to go back and read what I had to write about as an elementary school student and as a high school student. A handful of big hair pictures because I was getting ready to go on a beach trip with some girlfriends and I wanted to paste them around the condo in surprising spots to get a good chuckle, which I did. This precious handmade E.T. drinking mug. Yep, can't beat it. And I don't know why I had the strong urge to bring a sticker album from the 80s that I had kept, but I also brought that home. And it's hilarious. It's all of the rainbows, unicorns, Star Wars, scratch and sniff, you name it, stickers. And at the end, I proudly circled that there were 520 stickers in that sticker album. I also grabbed an album from my father's high school and college career that I think that he probably doesn't know exists. And I'm delighted to bring it to him on the occasion of his birthday. So that was about it. That's all I brought from a houseful of memories. Over the years, my mother would ask me, do you want your notebooks from college? And I would say, yes, don't throw them away. As if I would go back and somehow need to reference something about communications (laughs) or something about health education and promotion, because, you know, the only place to find that was in my spiral bound notebook. So I thought it was interesting too to think about how we assign meaning to things and don't really question what that significance is about and if really a thing is necessary to behold a specific memory or treasure a particular time in your life. And I was thinking about something that I recently learned in my yoga teacher training that one of the ways energy flows in our bodies is downward. And the significance there is letting go and how we need this to be healthy. So you can think of elimination and how we also are cleansing with each exhalation. So releasing and letting go is actually an essential part of a healthy life. When we do this, we feel lighter and we feel freer. And so many people are trying to feel more freedom. If your curiosity is piqued, 
and you're looking to potentially let go of some things in your life, it's also interesting to think about non-attachment in Buddhism. Non-attachment doesn't mean we don't own things. It means that we don't let things own us. That's also true for situations or for toxic people. It's not becoming fixated on those things, but being able to stay flexible and letting go and not triggering one specific reaction that we're not attached to the outcome and therefore we're more at peace. I also just know that it feels good to give and ridding things is a way of giving. Lucky for you, spring is just beginning and we have a couple of months to experiment with how it might feel to do some spring cleaning, to do some purging, to do some tidying and organizing. And do you need to set aside an hour or a day, or maybe you'll work better by setting a timer for 15 minutes and doing it at little chunks over time? Maybe Marie Kondo says that there's a right way. If there is, I don't know what it is, but I encourage you to try to find a way that works for you, that's inspiring for you. Can you have fun repurposing things in your home that create spaces, new spaces for your belongings? Does everything have a home? I don't think you need to run out and buy bins and label makers etc. You could start smaller than that using the things that you already have. But by all means, if that's the motivation you need, it's kind of like to start maybe running. You want to go get a new pair of running shoes. Okay. At a minimum, I would say grab some trash bags or some boxes, label the three, keep donate trash Get some wipes so once you have a space that's cleared out, you can wipe it down and not have to come back to that. You may want to get a label maker if that seems like it would be important to you to keep you on track and you create bins that you can store in a closet or a garage or a space. I would say don't get carried away and make that an entirely different project. I had a dear aunt who she takes the cake with labeling even the shelves in her closets for the different sheet sizes and the different blankets (laughs) and color-coded blankets. Now, granted, this was a vacation home that they rented, so for guests who are there, it's easy to guide them. But in that case, it worked to keep everything orderly, and that was a system that worked for her. Whatever it is, I encourage you to start small, to celebrate progress that you can see, to have fun with it, and to lighten your load a little this spring. Enjoy the freshness that the season brings. So that's a wrap. If you have suggestions for future topics or would like to work through a sticky situation of your own, shoot me an old school email at gonorthcoaching at gmail or check out my other offerings at gonorthcoaching.com. 
If you're listening, chances are we know each other and I'm so grateful for your support. Please help me spread the word by sharing, liking, rating, subscribing. Any and all of the things are so appreciated. See you next time.